Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, nice to see you today. Great to be with you again, Dr. Paul. Good. We have some exciting stuff. We're going to point out the inconsistencies and the lying of politicians. Can you imagine? And stupid stuff that we allow the U.N. to do to us. But uh, it looks like with all that activity, we'll stay busy for a while. We won't have to give up and say, there's nothing to talk about. Everything is just wonderful. But it's, it's a, sh a real shame of what's going on. But interesting, it, today, one of the items we're going to talk about sort of entertained me. And uh, we'll talk about that as our second number to talk about today. But the first off, we want to talk about our good friends at United Nations. United Nations. You know, we had former Governor uh, Haley. You know, she used to be that, uh, our representative at the United Nations. But the United Nations is up to it. They want to take care of us. They're working on it. And they've announced that there's some more regulations. Can you believe it? That they're going to have more regulation. It's coming out of the UN Food and Agricultural Organization. And they're the people who control what we eat and drink and how we live. And uh, involve about 50% of our liberties. They'll get us the other 50 on some other way. But no, they're coming up with some more regulations. We've heard it before. They've talked about it. But it looks like they're really serious about this. Uh, this is a, just a, sort of like a con game that's going on. Scare people. You know, they're going to, if they eat meat, the world is going to come to end because it's going to cause bad weather. And you won't be able to get out of the tornadoes and the hurricanes and, and, the turn, and all the natural things happen. As long as we can have more regulation, we got to get rid of that methane gas. I mean, that is a monster. And I, I wonder, why, I guess there's CO2 in it because CO2 has been the culprit and the end of the world coming. I um, obviously don't have quite the fear. I don't ignore totally because I think the environment is important. But Chris, I, I believe that the true libertarian society are the real environmentalists. Because if you own the property, nobody has a right to mess with it and pollute it or destroy your property, and people should be punished by it. So it's the collusion of big government and, uh, and big business that gets together and have abused you know, the environment and what has happened over the many, many years. And there is some, there's truth to that, but it won't be, ha it won't be uh, solved by just saying, what well, we need are more regulations. And Chris, I think that's what they're doing here. More regulations. They want to have healthy people. You know, and we've got to tell them how much meat they're allowed to eat. And uh, besides, that can destroy the farmer. Oh, that's okay. The farmers pollute 33% of all the pollution in the country. We have to get rid of them. Well, how, how are they going to eat if you don't have farmers? Oh, we never thought of that. So we'll have to think of that. We want you to think about the ramifications of these stupid things that government does. The bigger the government, the worse the, uh, the ideas are. So I would say self-government, you make mistakes for oneself. And I would say local government makes mistakes. But I'll tell you what, it's the best system you can have is close government. But the bigger the government is, the more international it is, the more globalist it is, the worse the problems are, the bigger the solutions, and the less freedom we have. Chris, 
I'd like to have, you know, I'd like to participate in saying, well, we reverse the trend because I still believe most of the people don't buy into most of this junk. No, and thank goodness for that. And um, yeah, collectivists, you know, globalists, you want to call them, they always go for food. There, we have bad precedents with the, with the uh, Soviet Union, uh, Mal, with uh, Mao's version of communism. They went for the farms too. And boy, were the famines bad. Tens of millions dead. Uh, but you know, who knows history anymore, right? Uh, but speaking of history, throughout all of human history, humans have struggled simply to eat, let alone meat. Meat was like hitting the jackpot. And we go to the supermarket and it's all laid out for us, you know, but we have it so good and nobody, again, knows the history. Uh, wealthy nations would eat meat and, and the poor, you know, they're called third world nations. They suffer with much, much less, if at all, you know, but these are the authoritarians. They, they hate middle class people. They hate people that rise up and are able to sustain themselves because you're supposed to live at their beck and call, not be independent eating what you want they uh, so they say yeah no you'll eat insects instead and we'll we'll grow meat in the lab for you and uh you know they're trying this stuff and the people obviously do not want it when you look at the stocks of beyond meat and uh, some of the other ones you know the people don't want this stuff you want real food uh so now if if somebody doesn't want to eat meat voluntarily fine that's what freedom is all about eat what you want uh it's nobody's business especially the u.n to tell us and then try to cloak it in science after COVID. I mean, who believes anything is for science after COVID? So fortunately, the UN is like a big PR firm for the globalists. We don't have to listen to them. Hopefully Americans, I don't think they would ever give up meat for the United Nations. Right. You know, uh, there, there's a famous quote out of history and during the French Revolution when Marie uh, Antoinette was quizzed, but, but what will the people eat? And uh, if, if, if we don't provide this and that, and her comment was, let, if there's no bread, let them eat cake. And uh, it's, that, that's been the accuracy, uh, uh, the exact accuracy of that quote, sometimes is a question, but it makes a very strong point. That is the attitude of most politicians. You know, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna wreck their system. They're all gonna lose their jobs, but well, let them apply for food stamps. You know, something like that. They're totally cavalier about it. And this is, this is what has gone on. And, uh, you know, there's, there's gonna be a lot of problems from this, but Chris, I really don't believe the people who are the leaders who come up with these crazy ideas are the ones that are going to suffer. If you, if you look at one as sort of, you know, the missionary for all this radical environmental stuff is Kerry, former Senator Kerry, who works for Biden now. He, uh, he, he doesn't, you know, he was so arrogant when they said, yeah, but what about what about when you fly your jet airplane all the place? Your carbon, uh, per, 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 your, the carbon you're creating is far above any average person. He had an easy answer. He says, but I'm important. I have to get there and get to these meetings and plan how we're going to save the people. So I am much better. I, 
you know, if that state, uh, if anybody looks at that statement, it is, uh, it's amazingly arrogant because most of the time they try to hide their arrogance. But one thing good I think that came out of the COVID lockdown was whenever somebody locally or internationally came up with a regulation which made no sense and caused more trouble than good, and when they were uh, exposed as never following the regulations they wrote, the people rebelled against that. That's finally what cracked that whole system is because the people who wrote it, but that might be a general rule of politicians. I mean, if they write rules against us for any reason, uh, they don't expect that they have to do it. They, they are dictatorial and uh, they, they will have their own life. And that is the reason why the most important thing we do in a moving a political system is take the power away from the government because they do not represent the people they buy their way into office and then they control us and they're the ones who think they can always escape but eventually hard times comes violence comes people get a little bit angry it's preventable if we just wise up and uh, modify our system of authoritarianism chris absolutely dr paul and you hit it right on the head arrogance and globalism really is peak arrogance uh, because they tend to view all of humanity as just a bunch of, you know, animals that they hurt. Uh, they believe it's their job to be in charge of feeding us, of educating us. Who, we, who do we interact with? Where do we travel? Are we allowed to travel? Maybe they'll put a kill switch in the car. And uh, Congressman Massey has been fighting that. Uh, you know, some are even eugenicists. They go even further. They believe they should be in charge of how people should reproduce and who should reproduce. And they, they, have, they have the audacity, many people, uh, to say that there's just too many people in the world. They know how many people there should be and what the weather should be and how the climate should change. I mean, this really is peak arrogance. They're not acting as people. They are pretending to be God. And isn't that the original sin? I mean, whether or not you believe in Adam and Eve, at least get the lesson from it. That was it. That was not, it was not knowing your place in this world. And the globalists do not know their place in this world. And they're really just wrecking things for, for everybody. So, you know, the more people that realize, I think a lot of people do realize this. I, I, the globalists, people don't believe what they believe. But you can see what they come and they use the UN as their, you know, as their outlet of, uh, you know, uh, their public relations outlet. So, like you said, Dr. Paul, we just have to remove a lot of this power because government has just taken so much power that they have no right to. And, uh, you know, it'll probably come to financial crisis that will finally remove it for them. Very good. You know, the um, article that we uh, have been looking at that uh, talked about this sort of uh, hides behind just more deceitfulness. And maybe, maybe some of them will come to believing their own lies. Uh, eventually the lies catch up to them. But this is the way they described it. Don't sweat these regulations. Maybe a little bit of this is true, but we already have solutions to tackle climate changes. And many of these solutions, whether it's agroforestry, restoration of soils, uh, or, or sustainable livestock. But he says there, there can be a lot more to this. What we have to do is support the sustainable. This is the reason why don't sweat the regulations that they dream of. Support the, because they will also, just by you know, a side effect, they, it supports the sustainable use of bio, 
biodiversity, as well as helping with food security. So you can just imagine all this nonsense. Food security, and uh, it's, it is so, so strange. You know, the countries of the world in the last 100, 200, 300 years that have suffered the most were the ones that had the least understanding about what, uh, what liberty was all about and property rights were all about and profits in a free market. You know, we in this, in this country were the most advanced in that, and uh, that was the one thing. Uh, and, and we're facing these problems again. People are getting hungry because of the regulations. So we who once set a standard, liberty is what you want, property, profits, and this sort of thing, and then there's great prosperity and food for people, and you eliminate the starvations that are going on. And right now, unfortunately, with this crazy, uh, you, you know, uh, border prob problem of just anybody can come in at all. They, they, uh, they know they'll get their food stamps and whatever. Uh, and, and people are getting hungry again. But it has to do with the attitude of what, what freedom is all about and the, and the confidence people have in freedom. Because uh, unfortunately, the temptation throughout all of history is once you have a system like uh, free markets and farming and it's going prosperously, people will want to go more and more and they, they uh, start to say, well, we need a little more government help here. And it evolves into something that becomes a mixture of big uh, agriculture, big business and government. And all of a sudden it gets blown out of proportion and then they come up with, well, we're not doing so well now. We have uh, some farm problems here. But the United Nations will solve the problem. Just let the UN come in. And they're coming up now. They're planning. They really care about us. And, uh, but we can't for a minute expect this to help and increase prosperity and help the starving. If you want to look at where the people are really starving now is where there's the most militancy going on, which we participate around the world constantly. And that leads to less liberty and more starvation. And that is the problem that we should face and realize the freer we are, the more prosperous we'll be. Chris? Excellent, Dr. Paul. I have one more comment on this, and then you can go to our second story. Uh, yeah, um, whenever the government says they're going to help, you can expect the opposite. So, I mean, if it comes to climate change, and I don't believe in it, but if there was climate change and government addressed it, they would make it worse. Okay? That's how it is with everything that they touch. You know, they, made, they, were, they came to the rescue of people who couldn't get into college, couldn't afford college, and look what happened. Uh, they, they drove the price of college through the roof, uh, which is what happens when you pump over a trillion dollars into people's pockets. And uh, now everybody's saddled with that. You know, they, when they say they're bringing freedom to Libya and Syria and everywhere else, you know, they bring rubble is what they bring. Uh, so with COVID, the lockdowns and the masks and the vaccine, everything they touch. So if they touch our food, they're not gonna give us food security. They're gonna give us famine. And we gotta avoid that at all costs. So it's, it's very easy to understand how this works. They just, but they, they are very good at advertising and propaganda. So they make it seem like they're doing something good. It's not good. The best that they could do is leave us alone and punish people that commit actual crimes, fraud, uh, you know, actual crimes. Uh, they have no business getting involved with anything else. Very good. You know, uh, I want to talk about another <clears throat> issue. It was a story in Politico 
that uh, talked about the uh, congressman that uh, likely could get kicked out because he told a lot of lies. He told lies when he campaigned, and he told not a, not a few lies, not a little fib, uh, not a white lies. It was con a contrived lying. And uh, it was embarrassing. Why, how in the world could he ever be elected? But the story now reveals something I find fascinating. Because when the story hit, when they, uh, you know, it's been going on for over a year now, we got to get rid of this guy, but they, the Republicans couldn't get rid of him because they'd lose a vote and the Congress so narrow, so they, they, they kept him around. And, uh, but it's sort of embarrassing. But uh, then they started having, well, we'll take him before the ethics board. We'll sanction them and, and, and uh, we'll just have, have to deal with this. So I thought, well, you know, what's the big deal? He, he did lie and he, he wasn't even denying it. He was saying it. I said, well, what if they ever decided to investigate all the members of Congress who disobeyed the Constitution, even give them a break? If you disobey the Constitution more than 10 times flagrantly, dis, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, disassociate with the Constitution and disobey, that uh, you should be sanctioned. Uh, you can't kick them up. If you could sanction them, you could do something. But, uh, you know, th that doesn't happen because everybody would have to be sanctioned because from a strict constitutional viewpoint, there's only about a couple dozen that ever cared about following their oath of office. So that to me has always been, here are these people, uh, you know, you know the biblical story about he who has not sinned should throw the first stone. So that's a, his approach to be. He says, he who has never lied on this floor should throw the first vote at me to kick me out because that's what it is built on. But this is the, the reason I found this interesting is because it, it, to me it sounds like there's more, uh, more to this story. And on Politico it starts off with opinion. I wrote a movie and that's uh, San, uh, uh, Santos, George Santos. He says, I wrote a mo movie about a con man elected to Congress. I never imagined anyone could actually pull it off. So he must have been into a thought experiment. I wonder if I could do it. That's, that's a, sort of the theme of this story. And so that, that to me is, is, uh, is pretty wild. And, he, uh, and the story goes back and said that he was very interested in the uh, uh, Distinguished Gentleman uh, movie. And uh, which was a very popular movie and a comedy. Well, this, so the approach should have been a little bit different. Maybe, maybe he can convert this or something, but it'll be interesting. But I find it fascinating because, you know, the Congress is based on, politics is based on, you know, fibbing, lying, misinuendos, and, and you know, uh, just demagoguing an issue. It happens all the time. Uh, sometimes they call it white lies, but most of the time it's, it's flat out dishonesty of what they do. I think the campaigning goes on. It's almost automatic. Well, you, you wouldn't say, well, are, are you against food stamps? Oh, no, not really, even though that was his opinion. But if you answer and say, yes, I'm against food stamps, it makes people hungry. It doesn't work. 
No, you never get you never get a blunt, honest answer. So that's the way politics works. So here's somebody that went and exaggerated all this, and uh, he he will be called before the Congress again. They will try to get rid of him. He won't be reelected. But uh, it was to me, uh, uh, Chris, I found it a fascinating story uh, in this age that we live in, where lying is no big deal. Yeah, and you know we are big proponents, we repeat it all the time, of free markets and uh, voluntarism. You know, you voluntarily make your own decisions in a free market. You know, we don't really, there's aspects of it in our society, but it's, it's being drowned out uh, by crony corporatism. But in a free market, is, uh, there, there's of course going to be lying and fraud, and that's what the government is there to punish. You know, it's there to to protect us, not to perpetuate it. Uh, so when a business lies, it's fraud and it's rightly punishable. And, you know, people hold businesses accountable. The people will go to customer service over a nickel. You didn't give me the sale price. Give me that sale price. You know, they'll hold the business's feet to the fire. But in politics, lying, like Dr. Paul said, is not only ex accepted, it's expected. It's it's so warped. You know, and punishments for lying are virtually non-existent. And people say, oh, yeah, you got to lie. You have to, in order to get what you want, you're, you got to be a pragmatist. If it works, use it. And, you know, it's, I guess if people want to live this way, this is how we're going to live. But what's fascinating to me is that people know this, but they will still choose to believe the lies and then perpetuate it themselves. They'll watch the TV, they'll know that they're being lied to, and then they're going to go repeat what's on TV. That fascinates me. It's not something I could explain as to why that happens. <laughs> but that's, you know, and that's why we need as much voluntarism and free market activity as we can, because that's what's going to sustain us. We can't be sustained by lies. You know, it's always going to be a part of our lives, unfortunately, because we can't have perfection here. But we could definitely push it to the fringes. Right now, it's dominating, and it's, a, it's, it's showing in our society. You know, it's interesting if uh, somebody will come along and dissect this out psychologically and try to figure this out. Uh, the lies he told were different than the, the lies I was talking about, how the politicians lie with to themselves. The whole system is based on you, you, you know, distorting the truth and doing all the things for the special interest and how they undermine the republic by, by doing this. But uh, I, I would think it would be fascinating for somebody to do an investigation because I, I don't know, um, and we're not really capable, at least I'm not capable of saying, well, everything he did was evil and sinful and, you know, uh, uh, no, uh, it sounds like he had, had bits and pieces and he really wanted to know. Maybe he was half sincere about this. But uh, maybe there, maybe he should have written a note to the FBI before he did and say, hey, look, I'm going on a rampage of lying, so it's just for fun. But uh, it, it's a, it, it has to be a distortion. I, I would say that not everybody could even have the idea or the notion, uh, even if it's justifiable and saying, well, this is just a game I'm playing. Uh, I don't think many many people can do that, which is an argument for the fact that the uh, that the higher law does pervade at times, even though they don't follow it very much in Washington. 
people do know uh, subtly at a period of time what right and wrong is all about. But it just seems like the more, war, more that we have wars going on, uh, the more likely is is they've lost all, all their sense of right and wrong and a higher law and a natural law. And they go to the point, well, if there is if there's no law and there's no higher law that has pre, been, uh, been around for literally thousands of years, it isn't just a couple hundred years that they understood the difference between right and wrong. So nobody's going to eliminate that. But I think it is the burden placed on mankind to deal with that constantly because there is a difference. If you have a small community or a household and everybody has, understands exactly what it means to everybody else about a higher law is there's peace and there's prosperity and there's happiness. But when a country does it, it's different. It's, a, it's sort of a mob psychology and they, they go along with it and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden things deteriorate to the point where, you know, thinking about COVID is such an example of how the mob psychology uh, operated and did so much harm that we're still trying to recover from, although most Americans now say we're not going to put up with that. But uh, when you think of the craziness of uh, saying, well, you're going to lose your job. You're going to get kicked out of school. If you ever misuse the, the pronouns, just that, that is, that is sacred. You can't ever do that. And even now, you can't, uh, if you're trying to deal with illegal immigrations of who, who knows who's coming into our country, if you start saying, are you a man or a woman, or we will have to put it down, you could be in big trouble. That's how crazy this stuff has gotten uh, to be. And uh, therefore, I put a lot of emphasis on this whole thing, knowing what is right and wrong. And it can't be sorted out. It always is. But we have our ups and downs. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we're on one of our downslopes right now on the way things are going around the world. Chris, did you have another statement at all? Or are you ready to go? Yeah, I'll finish up with one more, Dr. Paul. Yes, if... if it's known that you can lie in government. What type of people do you think are going to be attracted to government? <laughs> the liars. That's where they're going to go. You know, they won't, ha they, they won't have to do it illegally. They can do it all legally. Uh, if you can get rich fraudulently, if you can rip people off by buying off a politician, who do you think is going to be attracted to the government? You know, if and that's why Washington D.C. for those who live on the East Coast, you ever have to travel there, the traffic is is unbearable. It's buzzing. Is it because everybody is free in this country? No, they are all going to fight over the loot. Who's going to get the privileges? Who's going to con the public into their pet cause? And they get rich. And it's because Americans lost control. That's why the U.S. Constitution was created. It was created to chain down the government. It's like the founders are saying, no, you guys have no idea how bad people can get. Well, we're saying it today. It's bad. People can get, they, they'll do whatever for money and power. And that's human nature. And that's why it's a constant struggle to constantly reel the government back in. And like Dr. Paul says, we're on a downswing. That doesn't mean an upswing is not in the future at some point. Hopefully our show will help bring that future quicker rather than waiting for it even longer. 
You know, quite a few years ago, in the 1840s, I believe it was written by Charles McKay, he wrote a book about, uh, you, you know, the ex uh, extraordinary popular delusions and the madness of crowds. And he would go through, you know, things like the tulip mania and things like that. And I, and I, I see that so often that crowds just go, just like I, that was, that was sort of what happened with COVID. A few people defied it and they were politicians supposedly credible people helping the, uh, helping the society. And then you also had doctors, trust the doctors, and then they all went over. So, but uh, McKay's point was that crowds, uh, crowds go mad uh, in herds. They, they get together on a few ends, spreads, people get scared, and uh, it becomes a mob and it's a herd mentality. But his di disappointing conclusion, which is correct, that they only recover their senses one at a time. So that's why we keep plugging away. We don't have millions of people watching and caring what we do, but we do one at a time. Hopefully we're able to reach people and say, you know, that sounds like it makes good common sense that liberty is far superior to any of this governmental authoritarianism that claims it'll take care of us. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.